Well, Western medicine, right, the, the definition of health is the absence of disease. But just because you don't have a disease doesn't mean that you're healthy, doesn't mean you're doing well, doesn't mean I have an optimal lifestyle. Nowadays, we actually know that 90% plus of your serotonin, which is thought of to be one of these brain hormones that helps with you know, depression or anxiety or trauma, is actually produced in your small intestine. So if I'm to give you a pill, or if I'm to give you acupuncture, and I'm not addressing your gut health, it's disingenuous. You're not gonna get better. Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. On this show, I had the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Jonathan Fields. He's a renowned integrative medicine practitioner. He's a martial artist, a visual artist, an author, and a speaker. He owns two clinics in South Florida where we met specifically at the Wonderland Conference, which is a psychedelic conference, and he specializes in acupuncture, functional medicine, herbs, IV therapy, uh, and you know, he really uh, looks at the whole person, not only from an Eastern perspective, but also from a Western viewpoint, which is really why I wanted to have him on the show. He talks to Fortune 500 companies, trauma centers, and he works with pro athletes. I really enjoyed the conversation. I hope you do too. Please welcome Dr. Jonathan Fields. Hey, 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 I have Dr. Jonathan Fields with me. I am so glad to see you. What is happening, Jonathan? What is going on with you? Just hanging out, working home from home today, doing a little paperwork. Honor to be here on the show. I got a little break today in between the clinic oh. and patients and everything else that's going on. But thank you Great. for having me as a guest. Great. Well, I, you know, I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Now you've really been involved in the integrative medicine area and you're involved in, uh, you know, bringing these specific techniques into your practice. Can you, what, what, what inspired you to look at an integrative medicine career and what kind of techniques are you using in your practice? That's a great question, Keith. Uh, mostly, I think my lifetime in the martial arts is kind of mm -hmm. what got me interested in the first place. So uh, martial 20, arts. Yeah. Yes, sir. So about 20 plus years ago, my Qigong master was an acupuncturist. Mm -hmm. And anytime I would get injured training, I was in my early or mid-20s at the time. Mm -hmm. Anytime I got injured training, the acupuncture was very effective for me, for muscular skeletal stuff. Mm -hmm. And I started studying with him and I spent many years interning in his clinic mm. and working with him, teaching his seminars. Mm -hmm. And then about 12 years ago, I went through a period of serious illness. I got mm -hmm. very, very sick and uh, I spent a whole year pretty much disabled. And I saw mm -hmm. dozens of doctors and specialists and mm -hmm. all they kept telling me was, oh, it's on your head. You're fine. Here's mm -hmm. muscle relaxers. Here's pain pills. Mm -hmm. See you mm -hmm. later. And, and I knew that wasn't the way. I mean, I was smart enough, I guess, and lucky enough to not fall for that trap. After having another functional medicine doctor, a formulary, a friend of mine by the name of Reed Eckert, pretty mm -hmm. much saved my life and turned that all around. I, I realized I had no other option. It was mm -hmm. almost like a calling from a higher power to go back and help other people mm -hmm. that are in the same situation. Mm -hmm. So uh, that being said, I, I, it was, I immediately pretty much enrolled in acupuncture school. Mm -hmm. I got my master's and my doctorate mm -hmm. in acupuncture and Eastern medicine, herbal mm -hmm. medicine, learned even more Qigong there. I've spent months at a time living at the Shaolin Temple in China, mm -hmm. studying with the Buddhist monks over right. there, right. incorporating the Tai Chi and the Qigong and the meditation and the mindfulness and 
all the Taoist mm-hmm. teachings as well. Mm-hmm. And I incorporated all that into my practice. So mm-hmm. now I'm using the acupuncture. I'm, I'm certified in a bunch of different functional medicine um, titles as well. Mm-hmm. So we're using nutrients, uh, raw herb, Mm. all types of mm-hmm. herbs now we're advocating for the psychedelics of course mm-hmm. and yeah. depending on a patient if it's something related to mental health if they're mm-hmm. anxiety or depression or trauma ptsd then i will incorporate mindfulness techniques mm-hmm. breathing exercises mm-hmm. uh, even qigong visualizations and things of that nature so so you've got you've got a lot to unpack there i mean i asked you you know we're we're how, how did it all start we go from qigong to acupuncture uh, to uh, various functional medicines. Now, let me uh, help me to understand how how does what you do differ from, let's say, Western medical philosophies. You know, where you're working with individuals that might have PTSD and trauma. You had mentioned just sort of giving you medicine because you certainly it sounded like you had a real physical issue. How does it work? I mean, you know, I mean, everyone knows that you take a pill, you feel better, right? I mean, why is it that this works and the pills don't work? It's an excellent point. And I Mm -hmm. wouldn't say that any one system or method works or Mm -hmm. doesn't. Uh, Unfortunately, the pills don't always work, right? We have a lot Mm -hmm. of patients coming in and you're familiar with this Mm -hmm. and they've been on pills for years and they've tried every single pill that's out there and it still doesn't work. Mm. And they may have already tried some of the mindfulness and some of the other things, and Mm -hmm. it's still not working. So Mm -hmm. to answer your questions, the difference between the Western allopathic model and what we do, Mm -hmm. both in Eastern medicine and functional medicine, there's a similarity there, Mm -hmm. is we look for the root causes. Mm. We're trying to find why are you this way? Why do you have this disorder? Mm -hmm. Why do you have this chemical imbalance? Rather than you take this pill and it'll fix a problem, which mm-hmm. rarely does. It may cover up your symptoms, but typically they'll come back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so just so I understand it right. So we're really talking about when we talk about it from a functional viewpoint, mm-hmm. we're not talking about like one part of the individual, my digestive system hurts or, or my back is bothering me or I have a neck problem or something like that. In Eastern medicine, you're really talking about the whole person working together, an integrative part of that person. Integrative meaning uh, complete and whole, right? So how do you go about doing that when you start doing your assessments of individuals? You know, what kind of protocols do you use? Do you, uh, you know, is it involved on the intake? Do you, you tell me a little bit about that? Because, you know, we do some mind, body, uh, spirit kind of breath work and, and all that in my practice in integrative health and wellness, but you're really taking it to another level. So I really want to unpack that a little bit more. So you are correct. And we are looking at the holistic system, mm-hmm. the, the whole person. And mm-hmm. that's another way that it differs from the allopathic Western model, right? Because you have a mm-hmm. specialist for gastro, you got a specialist for OBGYN, and they don't mm-hmm. believe that systems are working together, or they're not even reading each other's charts or checking the notes. We're the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. So going all the way back to the Wang Di Jing, which was mm-hmm. purportedly written about 2000 something years ago. And this is well, say, say, say that, say that going way back to the what? to at least 2,000 years ago, right? Yeah. Uh, the Wangdi Neijing okay. was the uh, internal medicine uh, classic from the Yellow Emperor, right? Got Which it, okay, the good. First book of on Chinese medicine, and that's mm-hmm. what we study in 
acupuncture school and it's used mm-hmm. uh, still to this day and there's a lot of good points that they brought up there but mm-hmm. the initial well, well just think about that from a from a, for a moment mm-hmm. you're using a book that's over 2000 years old on a med- medical system that we today might think of as you know just old but today what we're really seeing is acupuncture really being proven by science so i just want to lift that up a a bit and and ask you to continue please yeah it's it's actually fascinating and they Mm -hmm. are i'm glad you brought that up as well because they are proving more and more things that we had considered to be you know, uh, I guess Western doctors considered woo-woo or, or right. bogus or pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. I mean, we keep discovering new organs, new mm-hmm. systems of blood vessels, things that we're like, oh, well, that was in the same book from 2000 years ago, right. and you're just discovering it now. Mm-hmm. The other interesting thing are our process of integration, the process of, of uh, bringing a patient in, right? The, the questionnaires, everything we use for acupuncture mm-hmm. It's almost identical to what functional medicine is doing today. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. go through system by system. So one mm-hmm. of the, the observation methods, actually, when you first walk in the door, mm-hmm. we're observing your shin, right? We're observing your spirit. Mm-hmm. So how you carry yourself, how you walk. Um, we're also making observations on your skin tone, your color, mm-hmm. your eyes, how you smell, mm-hmm. your body language, your posture. Mm-hmm. Then we begin by asking questions. And this is where it gets interesting. Because mm-hmm. we're going to go through every system. I'm going to ask you about your bowels, your urination, mm-hmm. for women about their menstruation, their cycles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you ear, nose, and throat questions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you questions about your mental health. I'm going to mm-hmm. find out all about your diet. I'm going to uh, exercise mm-hmm. if you're doing any, if you're mm-hmm. not. How much water you're intaking? Do you like your water cold, warm, mm-hmm. hot? We're asking about how you sleep. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all these things. Um, you know, how, What about your sweating? Do you have... Mm-hmm. Um, hot flashes? Do you have night sweats? Do you mm. sweat at all? Mm-hmm. So all these things are taken into account. Mm-hmm. We're also taking a pulse, right? So in, in traditional Chinese medicine, mm-hmm. we take your pulse and there's three levels of pulse and mm-hmm. each position of the pulse, there's three positions in each wrist and left and right mm-hmm. is different. Mm-hmm. And they have to do with the, the kidneys and the channels that are being mm-hmm. affected, the meridians. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at your tongue, your tongue. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the color of the tongue, the mm-hmm. shape of the tongue, the coating of the mm-hmm. tongue, the consistency mm-hmm. of the coating, the location of the coating. Mm-hmm the different areas of the tongue. We're looking at the mm-hmm. sublingual areas of the tongue. I'm looking at patient's eyelids. Mm-hmm. I'm taking all these things into account. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when you add in the functional medicine side, now I'm also looking in, this is where Western medicine kind of meets the traditional mm-hmm. and becomes mm-hmm. integrative. Now we have the blood work and we have all sorts of advanced blood testing that doctors generally don't order. That mm-hmm. on the functional medicine side, we could say, well, you know, this was a little borderline, even though the doctor mm-hmm. said it's normal, you obviously mm-hmm. don't feel great. Mm-hmm where else can we find something hmm. so how does how uh, so, so so let's break that down a, a little bit more because i think it's great first of all and i'm all of a sudden i found myself sta- sitting up a little bit more and you know wondering if my facial tone was a whether or not i look like a pale old white guy you know you look great <laughs> and all that but you know, when we look at the integration of Eastern and Western medical philosophies, how does it really um, you know help with things like PTSD and trauma? Because you're really looking at the you know we talk about it. I talk about it in terms of like I break down breath. The root word of breath in Latin is spir, S-P-I-R, as in spirit, as in inspire, as in es- uh, expire, as in aspire, as in perspire. And you know, you're really 
looking at the whole individual and how that individual is alive, right? It's not just about piece parts. So when you look at the Eastern Western philosophies, and especially around PTSD and trauma, we met at the Wonderland Conference. Mm -hmm. You did a great job there. I was very impressed by it. I reached out to you. We had uh, some conversations and here we are. But a lot of people are looking at psychedelics as a way to go ahead and deal with trauma. So I'm trying to break that down a little bit because uh, I do understand that it's not necessarily about, you know, taking the pill or going to see uh, an ear, nose and throat doctor. It could be a lot more than that. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are in terms of where East and West meet. It's a great question. Uh, mm -hmm. I, and I do have a background in working with trauma. Mm -hmm. I'm the Southeast Director for the American Institute of Tra Traditional Chinese Medicine and Mental Health. Mm -hmm. I am also working with the, the Parkland High School that had the shooting mm. incident about four mm. or five years ago. I'm actually an alumni of that school. Mm. I'll be there February teaching a Qigong class for the third or fourth year in a row now for the anniversary of that. They mm -hmm. opened a trauma center there as mm. well for the first two years that the trauma center was open i taught a qigong class there weekly in tai chi and did group acupuncture for ptsd i mm. taught art classes there as well um you okay just checking um and on top of that I, i've lectured to trauma counselors at barry university so it, it is part of my expertise mm -hmm. and uh, there is an interesting place where it meets so right so from mm. the Western perspective, right? It's all psychotherapy and right. medications that are pretty much mind numbing. And a lot of patients don't have good results. They have side effects from the medications, everything from libido to weight gain to suicidal thoughts, right? So we don't have any of those issues with the Eastern um, mm -hmm. treatment protocols. At the very mm -hmm. worst, they won't work. You're mm -hmm. not going to get it any worse. Mm -hmm. So uh, the way we work with it, uh, acupuncture helps, but like you mentioned, from the Eastern traditions, everything actually starts with right, uh, astronomy and astrology. Mm -hmm. Then it comes down to the spiritual level. Then it comes down to the emotional level. Then it manifests in the physical. So you mm -hmm. are correct in, in the fact that if you're only treating the physical, as Western medicine does, mm -hmm. or if I was to pretend my acupuncture is going to fix every mm -hmm. problem that somebody with trauma has, it's not. You have to address emotions. You have to address the spiritual level. Right. Uh, astrology might be, you know, out of some of our bags, uh, so that might be a little more trickier. Yeah, but you're really talking about, I mean, you're really talking about uh, like someone's paqua, right? You're talking about someone's like uh, their, th how they're energetically, maybe their year and, but more or less how their energetic field is, because that's really around the whole element theory of, of, of why they are who they are right. and what really, how they tick, right? I mean, what what is qigong? What is for for those people who who are listening who don't oh, know yeah. what qigong so we, is? So we what keep is that? mentioning it, and yeah, there's going to yeah, be right, varying definitions. And mm -hmm. to very simplify it, the, mm -hmm. this definition will not do it justice. But qi we like to think of as our energy or our vital energy, mm -hmm. uh, which was once thought to be mysticism or woo woo. But mm -hmm. if you look at it scientifically, the whole body is all energetic processes, right? Where mm -hmm. chemical reactions, where um, we have thermal energy, we have electrical energy from the brain, muscle contractions, nerves. So it's all different types of energy. So it makes sense. 
And, and the gong is the the practice or the skill of the cultivation. Mm. So right, the, the cultivation gong, of energy. Yeah, correct. Is is cultivating mm. um, longevity, or how the ancients call it, you know, immortality. But it's basically just uh, strengthening the body, mind, and spirit. So you're gonna have mm. a lot of similar mm. effects to yoga, but different philosophy, different mm -hmm. background, um, different visualizations, right. different mm -hmm. different work. So it's inner, so it's inner, inner chi or energy or the whole idea of wind. I mean, people talk about, you know, the element of wind because certain people are, you know, have more energy and they communicate that. I mean, you don't even, they don't even have to say anything. They can walk into a room and they have presence, right? Correct. You know, I mean, right. so that is that's like energy, right? That's like a force field of some sort, yeah. So uh, yes, the, yeah. well, that would be your wei chi, right? right. Would that's be your, your kind wei of like chi. Outside okay. your uh -huh. defensive uh, force field, but then there's okay. internal chi for each organ. There's mm -hmm. digestive chi. There's your mm -hmm. essence, your jing chi, mm -hmm. um, okay, jong chi, your central chi, which is your lung and your heart chi. Mm -hmm. And so when you're looking at all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're Correct. this is this is part of your assessment. So but, the, but Western medicine doesn't look at that. No, they 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 they'll take your of, temperature and 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 ask you how you do it. Yeah. Well, Western medicine, right? The mm -hmm. the definition of health is the absence of disease. But just because right. you don't have a disease doesn't mean that you're healthy. Doesn't mean mm -hmm. you're doing well. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean I have an optimal lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So right. that's part of the program. So if mm -hmm. you're looking, and now that we know, that's actually what my panel was on at Wonderland mm -hmm. was how right. does gut health affect mental health yeah, your microbiomes yeah yeah right so mm -hmm. we know now that we, we look at all the studies that just came out on the ssris and how mm -hmm. for 50 years we've been prescribing lexapro and all these mm -hmm. uh you know lithium and all these things right thinking it's a chemical imbalance and now they came out with a study saying oops we were wrong about that whole process and how it affects serotonin this entire time nowadays we actually know that 90% plus of your serotonin, which is thought of to be one of these brain hormones that helps mm -hmm. with, you know, depression or anxiety or trauma right. is actually produced in your small intestine. Mm -hmm. So if I'm to give you a pill or if I'm to give you acupuncture and I'm not addressing your gut health, mm -hmm. it's disingenuous. You're not mm -hmm. going to get better in the long term. Right. So it's sort of like garbage in, garbage out, right? You're not eating right. You are what you right eat. Thing. You are what you eat. And, and then based on that person, so you're looking at the whole person based on that whole person's energy and based on their, I don't know whether or not it's their Shen or uh, what, what other, you know, uh, term you have, you have a lot of terms there. You've, you've lost me. Jonathan, right. And, and, Shen, and, and Shen, once again, um, for, yeah. for those who aren't familiar with the Chinese medicine, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm taking it for granted because yeah, no, you are very, good. Yeah. you're familiar. Uh, Shen is your spirit, right? Yeah. That's how we're kind of looking at, um, people, which is, not just your soul, but mm -hmm. also how you carry yourself. Like you said, your presence, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody's very depressed, if somebody has poor posture, usually that's a good indication they're not in good health. If somebody right. walks in with their chest up, they're smiling, right. their eyes are bright, right? We could say right. uh, your shen is very, very pronounced. It's, it's very healthy, and you don't have anyone mm -hmm. who consider uh, internal demons if you're looking mm -hmm. at a, you know from a five element perspective okay. or aggressive energy or. Um, Mm -hmm. think, things of that nature. So that right. is all part of how mm -hmm. we deal with the PTSD mm -hmm. and the trauma. Right. We're going to look at addressing the spirit. We're going to look mm -hmm. at addressing the gut health. We're mm -hmm. going to look at um, things like circulation, right? If you mm -hmm. don't have good circulation, if you're sitting on a couch all day, mm -hmm. uh, if you're sitting at, at a computer all day, if you're in your car all day, mm -hmm. right, your hormones from a biomedical standpoint aren't going to function properly mm -hmm. anyway, mm -hmm. which is why the, the Qigong and these kind of exercises uh, from the very beginning were uh, 
more or less invented, mm -hmm. or they were used to keep the mm -hmm. the energy in the body of the monks right mm -hmm. healthy, mm -hmm. so they could meditate all day. Because just sitting mm -hmm. around meditating all day will make you very sickly. Right now, let me ask you a question. Since we sort of move towards meditation, you know, um, how do you incorporate things like mindfulness into, uh, you know, the integrative medicine practice? And you know, when you're treating uh, clients uh, that might have PTSD or trauma or any other area, how does mindfulness play in that? That's the fun part, right? Mm -hmm. It's so. While I may have a patient on the table, if mm -hmm. I'm doing an acupuncture treatment, or if they're scared of needles and, mm -hmm. and right, they, you know, for trauma, or whatever reason, or if I'm doing a group class, mm -hmm. I'll walk them through it. Initially, we'll just start with the very, very basic. And it mm -hmm. depends patient by patient. It depends how open they are to it, right? I'm mm -hmm. not going to throw around Chinese medicine terms or, or Qigong th things if I think they're overly religious or if I think that they're um, not mm -hmm. into any mm -hmm. of the woo-woo stuff. So it's, it's part of the play is, is how to work it into the conversation and make them feel comfortable about it and make it convenient. Because if I tell a patient to go home and meditate for 20 minutes mm -hmm. a day, they're not going to do it. Right. But so, you can tell them to breathe, right? You can give them breathing it, practices. Yeah. Bingo. So yeah. I usually start them uh, with a practice mm -hmm. in, in the clinic or at the group mm -hmm. class. I'll start them off with very simple, right? Just mm -hmm. diaphragmatic breathing, abdominal mm -hmm. breathing. As we progress, I mm -hmm. might walk them into different visualizations like golden light filling the body, mm -hmm. um, everything from microcosmic orbits visualizations, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Dragging the energy um, right. down uh, up over your spine yeah. and then down from the, the front pelvic side. floor all the way to the crown. Right? Exactly. Kind of thing, yeah. up, up your um, governing vessel and your conception right. vessel or your do and your ren mm -hmm. as it would be in the Chinese. So I'll incorporate things like this. Um, we use mm -hmm. like four, seven, eight breathing or box breathing four, four breathing. Mm -hmm. And then I'll give them little bits at a time to take mm -hmm. home and do with them, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll, and then sometimes we might, from, from the Qigong standpoint, we might teach them exercises to do with it, where mm -hmm. one exercise might represent a certain uh, channel mm -hmm. or organ or meridian that I think mm -hmm. is blocked. Mm -hmm. So if, if mm -hmm. one patient might have PTSD, but they might present with more uh, liver chi stagnation, which mm -hmm. is like an energy blockage, mm -hmm. I may give them uh, an exercise, uh, a mm -hmm. Qigong exercise, that's specifically to break up the um, the blockages and encourage mm -hmm. flow of liver chi or to coarse mm -hmm. the liver chi to soothe soothe mm -hmm. the liver chi. Where another patient, if it's a heart chi deficiency, they mm. might get a different exercise, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And they might get different herbs and they might get different um, acupuncture points as well. So mm -hmm. that's the interesting thing about this. It is geared and customized to the individual as opposed to this pill works for anxiety you take this. If that doesn't work, you're screwed, right? Or maybe we have one or two more pills, mm -hmm. but but that is not going to fix these people's problems usually, mm -hmm. especially with things like PTSD, because I, I think the statistic on it is about 7% of the population, I think, is susceptible to having the uh, post-traumatic disorders after being exposed to an incident. So while 93% right. of us might kind of move past it, you have people that get kind of get stuck in this repetitive negative loop uh, mm -hmm. It's almost like an OCD thing of the, the trauma happening over and over again, and they could get triggered very easily. Yeah. So have well, the, the 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 numbers from a societal perspective are much higher in terms of, you know, uh, we're talking about big T versus little t trauma, and well, you know, right, uh, and how it manifests itself often as in you know aberrant behaviors. You know, you drink it, drug it, eat it, sex it, spend it whatever to go ahead and ease the pain or soothe the pain but then that winds up 
in a lot of cases the to to the smaller percentage with some disembodiment right and that becomes the problem that's what you're really working on right it, well, well both because sometimes it might manifest you're right the, there's right all these micro traumas that we mm -hmm. experience throughout our lives while it right. be from our parents or school teachers or you know bullies mm -hmm. or whatever it is that will affect us and it will manifest differently in different people so for right. some one person it might just be anxiety for the next person it might be ibs for the next person so right and if somebody comes mm -hmm. in and they have acid reflux you can't just give them uh, you know, a uh, beta blocker that's going to block all, or, or something that's going to block all their acid production because then you're damaging other components, or the body works on these negative right. feedback loops. So now, if you're not producing acid just because you have too much acid, because that's what the GI decided you should mm -hmm. take for the rest of your life, even though the pill is only meant to be taken short term and they're ignoring that warning, now for the rest of your life, all the food you eat, you're not absorbing the nutrients and you're going to have digestive issues. Because right. you're not breaking it down properly and you're not eliminating properly. Oh man! So you're training no. <laughs> one problem for far worse other problems. Right. So, so what we're really doing here is we're really looking at not treating disease. We're looking at treating the whole person from an integrative viewpoint, helping them to feel healthy. So we're treating individuals for health rather than for sickness, right? Your, I mean, your your focus is really helping individuals to be healthy and helping them to live a complete, whole, balanced life in that respect, right? Thank you, and that goes right back to the root cause, right? Mm -hmm. If the root of the tree is poisoned, mm. I can't trim the branches or mm -hmm. cut a few leaves off and be like, problem solved. Mm -hmm. So we gotta treat the root cause, right. which will eventually cause the branches to be healthy. Mm -hmm. yeah, now we're gonna treat the branches as well. If somebody comes in with, PTSD or anxiety mm -hmm. or depression, right? We're going to work on that, but we have to address the root cause. Otherwise, they would never get better and stay better, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is not a profitable model for mm -hmm. the allopathic Western system, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. they want you to stay on the on the drugs forever because it, it's, it's more profitable. Mm -hmm. You're a lifetime customer. We work the opposite. We try to graduate people out of our programs. Otherwise, we haven't done our job if you're not getting any better. If you got to keep coming to me right. forever, I'm not doing a great job. You need right. to try something else. And then we thrive on referrals because we actually do mm -hmm. well for, for mm -hmm. the patients and care about the, the, the long-term care of the patients. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a question for you since you started bringing up trees and, and you know the root cause of the tree and so on and so forth. So, and we talked about this in terms of microbiomes. We, had, mm -hmm. we talked about it in terms of uh, herbs. Uh, tell me a little bit because you know, we met at the world's largest psychedelic uh, conference uh, at Wonderland. And I'm wondering, um, when we start breaking that down, what are the things that people can take? You know, not not that you're advocating anything specifically, but I'm just wondering, you know, uh, we start talking about like mushrooms, right? And we're talking about whole functional mushrooms, right. uh, herbs, what kind of herbs, what are the things are, are and, and, and I imagine that it's not just sort of a, you know, a one, one pill, one herb fixes everyone. And how do you, how do you go about, you know, taking a look at that for the individual? That's a good question. And mm -hmm. uh, the one pill fixes anyone. Uh, that's what I'm afraid of. We're starting to see a little bit of that in the psychedelic space as well with the over commercialization mm -hmm. and everybody kind of jumping in on it saying mm -hmm. oh well mm -hmm. if you just microdose or if you just right. go to my ketamine clinic for the rest of your life that's going to fix all your problems right also disingenuous now there is going to be yeah. some trial and error uh, and we're going to have to find what works for everybody and 100 percent, i am a major advocate 
uh, for psychedelic therapies. Um, and I'm advocating for research and for use in clinical settings. I don't think everybody should just be self-medicating and getting doped up because then we have that same right. problem like we talked about before to right. escapism. But uh, unfortunately, I'm a licensed herbalist. I'm a licensed primary mm -hmm. care provider mm -hmm. and I cannot prescribe natural mm -hmm. herbs that can be grown at home or anywhere to my patients who are having this PTSD mm. or anxiety. So I'm um, I'm upset about that and, I, and I'm advocating for, for the research mm -hmm. and I'm hoping to see more change, right? There's a couple of states mm -hmm. that have started already, mm -hmm. we're behind. And to answer your question, I think it's going to be a, um, a trial and error basis. Now we know. Okay, from so we're talking research, about psychedelics now specifically. Correct. You're okay. Absolutely. Not, not talking about like er, uh, herb from an herbalist viewpoint. No, or, I'm talking or, about or, cannabis, okay. psilocybin, okay. Um, mm -hmm. MDMA. Good. Mm -hmm. uh, ketamine, bufo, mm -hmm. right? All these right. kinds of, and, and the list goes on, uh, peyote, uh, wachuma, right? Or San Pedro, mm -hmm. um, all these things uh, I've seen patients and we've all mm -hmm. heard stories of people mm -hmm. who've had incredible healing experiences right. and have been able to shed lifelong issues uh, of serious trauma, suicidal thoughts, uh, depression. Right. They're much cheaper and they're mm -hmm. more cost effective. They mm -hmm. have a much higher safety profile than the medications that are out there. They don't right. encourage suicidal thoughts. They don't cause long-term digestive issues like some of the medications mm -hmm. that are out there. So I, I think per patient, I, I think they'd really have to try or mm -hmm. we know from research that maybe the ketamine might be better for depression or the MDMA might be better for PTSD. Right, but so I think I, your points, I, I think the point you're making is a very, very valid one. Like, you know, if you're going to do it, don't just sort of go anywhere, do anything. If you're going to do it and it's not a recreational thing, even uh -huh. though I don't, I don't, you know, I, I really don't support recreational use per se, but I think for an individual that's dealing with trauma or post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, if you want to go ahead and cure it, I, I'm a member of uh, the Heroic Hearts Project. I'm a healthcare Fantastic. ambassador. We work with vets. I mean, that's an ideal case where, you know, you can look at these psychedelics and work with qualified individuals to go ahead and treat it. Now, you know, it's not, not, not like you can go to the pharmacy and just pick something up. And even in those cases, we know that doesn't always work, right? Right. Well said. And, and yes, and, and I'm not against people uh, experimenting a little bit or, or microdosing, but I think if you have serious issues and if you've already tried some of these things and they're not working, that is when they need to get with somebody like yourself or myself or some kind of mental health professional mm -hmm. or somebody that practices the integration of these or even, mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of these ceremonies where right. you can be guided through it and get some professional help. And, and I think you will get better results that way rather than I, oh i read something online that this is good for me yeah right. maybe maybe not but then you go online you buy something from the underground next thing you know you've got some real problems yeah uh, yeah it's it's scary right because nowadays i mean everything is laced with fentanyl right uh, mm -hmm. i mean you could pick up a, a percocet or whatever or mm -hmm. some, anything that should have just been not problematic and then yes it could kill you and and mm -hmm. you don't know. You don't know the quality, right? There's no regulation right. in the black market. So even if you could find a trusted source, whether it be a friend or mm -hmm. a shaman mm -hmm. or, or whatever, I think it's, it's definitely better than, yes, you don't want to buy online on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right. So, okay, so we've got the psychedelics put aside. But if I go to you and I say, you know, listen, uh, Jonathan, uh, 
you know, you've taken a look at me, you've done your evaluation. Um, it's clear that I have some energy issues. I have some uh, dietary issues. You know, what do you wind up doing? Do you wind up giving, uh, you know, uh, herbs? Do you wind up uh, providing, uh, you know, take some of this or, and I know it, I'm asking you a general question. I'm just trying to like break it down to, um, you know, we look at the mind, the body, the spirit, what you're intaking in terms of your fuel, you know, how you're sleeping and then how are you clearing up your relationships and your environment and what your aspirations are? What are you really opening yourself up to or aspiring towards? And I'm just wondering from your view in terms of how you break it down for the individual, do you help walk them through a lot of this stuff in terms of their fuel, their diet, their exercise? And do you break that down in terms of a prescription or some kind of a model? Uh, yes, you're right. Uh -huh. it, it is a lot. It is very comprehensive uh -huh. and it depends. And, and typically, as you know, who somebody's probably been practicing uh, Qigong uh -huh. for a while, right? We got to give that information in tidbits because if I drop all that on you in your first session, it's going to be overwhelming uh -huh. usually. So I will usually make a few recommendations per session, right? So you might come in, I might make one or two dietary recommendations. I might give you an exercise or a breathing exercise to do. I might give you some herbal medicine or some mm -hmm. vitamins, some supplements, and I might give you all that at once, right? And then mm -hmm. we'll track your progress. I'm a little different than some of the functional medicine practitioners. That was one of my gripes with uh, functional medicine in general. It seems like whatever you have, you need like 10 bottles of vitamins, right? So mm -hmm. I was trained a little more conservatively than that. I like mm -hmm. to go one or two things at a time, figure out what's working for you, what's not working for you. If you overload somebody on stuff like that, they become overwhelmed. Mm. Um, you get a fatigue from taking so much different stuff. Mm -hmm. It's hard to mm -hmm. follow too strict of a schedule or too strict of a diet. Mm -hmm. So before we put you on a you know a whole 30 diet or make you eliminate every single thing you like to eat, we're going to start with the with the basics. So mm -hmm. I, so that's where it comes to the root cause. So my job, and that's so the so the so what specific it. what specific herbs might you say are the basics? Oh, wow. So I use hundreds of different herbs uh, mm -hmm. and it varies from person to person. So that is, it's, it's another very good question. Um, very basic, like mm -hmm. stuff that you could do at home might even yeah. be ginger, cinnamon, mm -hmm. you know, green onions, mm -hmm. um, uh, citrus peels. I might tell mm -hmm. you make tea with, you know, uh, tangerine peels, mm -hmm. things like that. But generally mm -hmm. in the clinic, we're going to customize and mix mm -hmm. herbal formulas where I'm going to have granules or powders or Actually, mm -hmm. behind me, there's a bunch of raw herbs you could see in uh, mm -hmm. my home clinic mm -hmm. there. Oh, camera's tracking me. Uh, but that depends. I mean, you might have a, a formula that has 40 different herbs or 12 different herbs, and that's going to vary on your constitution. That's where mm -hmm. we look at your body type mm -hmm. and your root cause. So, mm -hmm. right, if you and I both have depression mm -hmm. and your body type is you're hot all the time and maybe you're more phlegmy and mucusy. Mm -hmm. And let's say I'm very cold and thin and dry. Mm -hmm. um, your prescription is going to be vastly different from mm. my prescription. It's going to mm. match your body type, your constitutional, your mm -hmm. personality, your root cause, and whatever deficiencies or excesses we see uh, within the channels, within the organs, and within your yin and your yang. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let me just get some insights here. You know, when you take a look at 
an individual uh, and we start taking a look at Eastern, um, you know, uh, Eastern medicine and methods, you know, and we combine that with Western medical approaches, you know, are there specific things that you would look at? I mean, for, for, for that individual, if, again, I might, to your point, I guess it really depends, right? That's the consultant answer. If I'm overweight and heavy versus, you know, thin and, and, and frail, you're going to look at different, you know, herbs or different approaches towards generating, you know, that person's helping that person to generate chi or reduce the amount of chi that they've got. Is that, is that pretty much it? Yes, but then there are some basics on the Western side too, right? If okay. you come in and so we have this right 2000 plus year history that's documented mm -hmm. with the herbs and the, and the acupuncture and all that. So we, we are working off that. But if you come in and your vitamin D levels are low or your iron is low, I'm not going to dick around and be like, well, this herbal fix every problem you ever had. You're mm -hmm. still going to get your herbal prescription, but I'm going to say, hey, look, we have this Western medicine. We have this modern science that is telling us this is a clinical deficiency that we can see in addition to what we're doing. You need that, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to need to supplement vitamin D. Or, or, and I'm not saying everybody should do it or everybody mm -hmm. should take iron, but it just varies from person to person. Maybe it's a mm -hmm. B complex for you. Maybe it's digestive enzymes. Maybe it's probiotics. So that's the art and the science. And I think that's where I differ from some of the mm -hmm. people where we're mixing the Eastern and the Western mm -hmm. with the functional medicine, the herbal medicine, all that in one place. And I, and I, I need to, I need to prioritize. That's my job as a clinician to see mm -hmm. what's number one. Otherwise you're going to get stuck with, uh, once again, the model where it's like, you're walking out of my office with 10 different bottles uh, of, of pills and I'm not going to do that. To, to Got it. So, so it's very individual. It's very, uh, functional if you will. And, uh, you're using both the Eastern model and the Western model to go ahead and, uh, really assess and inform and, uh, depending upon the individual, uh, really help them in different ways, graduate them in different ways. It sounds like. So you're doing this all out of, uh, you have a, a clinic in Coral Springs. Is that right? I have two clinics in South uh -huh. Florida. I have one on the Tamarack Coral Springs border, which we're in mm -hmm. Northwest Broward County. And mm -hmm. I have a clinic with my brother, who's a medical doctor, mm -hmm. uh, completely Western internal medicine mm -hmm. and obesity and, uh, medicine board certified mm -hmm. in West Boca, where it's, we're half clinic, half uh, med spa. Got it. And you're working with uh, people who are uh, dealing uh, with back pain, digestive issues, hormone issues. What is that? Is that just sort of like, uh, you know, uh, not enough testosterone, not enough, uh, uh, not enough estrogen? What, what uh, are, are we talking about hot flashes or, or just, you know, tired, poor blood or, or, or what? what is that? So all of the above. We also deal with a lot of rare autoimmune stuff mm -hmm. and, and other mm -hmm. things of that nature. Uh, the hormones, it kind of depends if they want to address it through a functional medicine mm -hmm. or acupuncture and herbal medicine, or if they want to go straight to hormones. So mm -hmm. my brother being a medical doctor, he actually does hormone replacement therapy and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. If they're coming to me and they don't want to do that kind of work, uh, no, then we'll first address it from the integrative approach with the functional, mm -hmm. functional the Eastern medicine. And, and try to figure out, yes, we might test it to see, yes, your testosterone is low or your progesterone is too high mm -hmm. or whatever it is, but we're going to look and try to find out why. Because mm -hmm. if we can fix the why, we might mm -hmm. be able to fix that without having to actually take hormones. So I'm not mm -hmm. a huge fan of that mm -hmm. unless it's absolutely necessary. The thing mm -hmm. I see now that is one of my gripes is, you know, I, I have guys in their 30s coming in and they want testosterone. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think that's crazy. Um, mm -hmm. Unless you have a valid medical right. reason. 
Just what are your like, thoughts oh, about uh, things like DHEA? Uh, so DHEA being a precursor mm -hmm. to the testosterone, mm -hmm. if you are clinically low and it's mm -hmm. been tested, I think it's a lot safer and makes a lot more sense to mm -hmm. start there and see if you're getting the desired effects. Mm -hmm. But if your testosterone's low because you eat potato chips and watch 47 right. hours of Netflix every day. Uh, and, and smoke too much cannabis, then, you know. Bingo, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the problem. So let me ask you a question. So um, I was interested in your background, right? Here you are, you're, you've got this Qigong background, you went ahead and you became, you focused in on acupuncture and you became a functional medicine doctor and, you know, all that, but you've got some, some like props and like as a visual, visual artist, you like a DJ was, did, did I get that one right? Yes. So I, <laughs> yes, thank you for bringing all that up. Yeah. Um, those are side hobbies that I've done semi-professionally almost uh -huh. my entire life. I've been painting and drawing since I could hold a crayon. Uh -huh. I've, I've done massive large scale public murals. Uh -huh. Um, I've had work yeah. exhibited in museums and galleries at the uh -huh. Wonderland conference that we met right. at. I actually had some of my artwork displayed there. And on the music side, yeah, I've been uh -huh. DJing for about 27, 28 years now. Uh -huh. I've DJed around the country. I've had music put into uh -huh. uh, videos and DVDs and CDs back in the day that's been licensed for television production. Uh -huh. uh, my- uh, What's your DJ, what's your DJ, uh, your DJ handle? My DJ will. handle is DJ Trails, T-R-A-I-L-S, which kind of goes along with the psychedelics, right? Yeah, and, uh, okay, and, all right, good. And the graffiti good. and the artwork. <laughs> uh, but what I, I'm doing now with that is I'm on the board of USA Breakin, which we are uh -huh. a national all-volunteer nonprofit for the advancement uh -huh. for the sport of breakdancing, which cool. is going into the Olympics in Paris in 2024. Uh -huh. So we've been organizing one of the biggest oh, breakdancing cool. competitions yeah. in mm -hmm. the country, if not the world, in Miami mm -hmm. for the last 25 years. And now we have a national coalition mm -hmm. of uh, promoters and producers mm -hmm. who are focused on uh, being able to make a league, much like the NBA or NFL, mm -hmm. for dancers mm -hmm. so they can mm -hmm. have more career opportunities mm -hmm. and, and be appreciated for the athletes and the artists that they mm -hmm. are as opposed mm -hmm. to just uh, a sideshow right, or a background right. dancer. Now, now talk about good health. I mean, I, I imagine that, you know, if everyone danced, if we all just danced, you know, I think if ever, you know, seriously, I'm being very serious I, because there's so much benefit from not only the physical aspect, but the music and then the social aspect, you know, your, your thoughts about that. I think dance would probably be the number one mm -hmm. outlet for mm -hmm. expression of the spirit, mm -hmm. unblocking emotions, um, like mm. you said, for all those mental health uh, activities, mm -hmm. social, 100%. And what is uh, Dao Yin and Qigong, if not mm -hmm. right, a dance? It's not a dance, yeah. De depending on how you do it. But if you look mm -hmm. at every indigenous culture and every mm -hmm. um, old ancient civilization and ancient culture, right, dance is heavily incorporated into mm. their religious traditions and mm -hmm. into their daily life because they mm. recognized the importance of what that did for your spirit, uh, your body yeah. and your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I, I wish we had more, you know, I was, uh, I was raised, uh, in the sixties and seventies. Disco was, uh, disco was, was it, man, that, that, that was it, you know, and I, I don't know what, it, whatever happened to the discos. They've just sort of, I guess they turned into raves, you know? 
I don't they, know. They, yeah, they well, right. The disco went into freestyle, and then it yeah. went into the electronic music. Yeah. And um, I think you'll probably agree with me, and and maybe yeah. it's just nostalgia. But uh, I, I think the the music in general, not that there isn't good music, but I think what's out there on the radio and the general population listen to, I think the quality of music yeah. has declined yeah, over yeah, the last yeah no. 20, yeah, I know the, years specifically. I grew up, yeah, I know the 70s was definitely king. I, yeah. As far as I'm, 1973, that was the year I graduated high school. It's the best year in music as far as I can tell. Best era for sure. And, and, yeah. and it's funny you bring that up because with the breakdancing and the DJing, that's yeah. pretty much mostly what we play is funk yeah. and soul yeah. from the late 60s and 70s. Yeah. And then yeah. some yeah. of the disco yeah. breaks yeah. and yeah. things like that with a lot of percussion. But that's... Yeah. Uh, the majority of my LPs that I right. still have and 45s is all like funk, soul, disco mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It was a great era. And, great and that the percussion, the um, mm -hmm. the rhythm, that's what moves yeah. you. Right? Yeah, yeah. The James Brown beat, you know, you got 100%. that backbeat. 100%. So let me just ask you, uh, just uh, this has been great. Uh, and, you know, we could we could go on and on. But, you know, when we start taking a look at kind of breaking all this down, we've talked about a lot of stuff. We've talked about psychedelics. We've talked about the fun, the whole body approach you know using uh everything from herbs to food to movement to uh you know looking at acupuncture and western medicine as well uh you know combining that with functional a functional approach but if you were going to go ahead and break it down for someone who at the end of this you know just sort of walks away with something what would you recommend for people in general who are looking to improve their overall well-being and you know their uh, integrative approach to uh, working through any kind of issues that they might have well the top two or three or top five would be mm -hmm. breathe right mm -hmm. take deep breaths on a regular basis whatever mm -hmm. method it is right dance or mm -hmm. get some exercise i usually tell my parent my patients you don't have to do crossfit but you have mm -hmm. to walk every mm -hmm. day that's number one mm -hmm. Uh, the, the fresh air, the sunshine, right? That's mm -hmm. vitamin D. That's great for your mental health mm -hmm. as well. Nature sounds have actually been proven to help people uh, reduce anxiety and stress and things like mm -hmm. that as well. So that's probably uh, the top few. Mm -hmm. uh, look at your gut health. Look at what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Try to clean up your diet. Mm -hmm. And if you try all those things and nothing is working, this is the important mm -hmm. part. That's when it's time to see a professional. That's when mm -hmm. it's time to see some kind of integrative health coach, somebody mm -hmm. like yourself or somebody mm -hmm. like myself um, that can help you further and refer you out as needed. Mm -hmm. That's one of, mm -hmm. I think, our, um, it's one of the problems with the Western medical system as well. Their doctors aren't referring, you know, people come in, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, mm -hmm. take these pills. Well, right. How about you refer to a personal trainer? How about you right. uh, refer to a nutritionist? So find a professional, uh, mm -hmm. whether it be somebody who does holistic medicine, a naturopath, an acupuncturist, a functional medicine doctor, and don't get discouraged if the first one or two that you go to is not a good fit. It mm -hmm. might be a, maybe their practice is not good. Uh, maybe it's not a good fit for you. Maybe you have a personality thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe one is too expensive. Whatever it is, don't get discouraged. And most importantly, out of all those things, mm -hmm. never give up. Never give up. Never, never give up. up. You never can always, up. there's, you might not get 100%. You might not mm -hmm. cure every issue you've ever had. Mm -hmm. Every single person has the ability to improve and improve greatly. Great. I love that. I love that. So, Jonathan, how do how do people find out a little bit more about you and uh, your work and uh, maybe get a get a hold of you? What what a, where how do they get you? 
Uh, definitely. Jonathan if you want to find the, the website, um, you could look up integrativemedicine.us. Mm-hmm. So just integrativemedicine.us. Mm-hmm. That's my clinic in Tamarack. The other one in Boca is mm-hmm. C-R-8 Health. That C is in Charlie. Mm-hmm. R is in Robert. The number eight, the word mm-hmm. health, uh, dot com. And you can look me up on my Instagram or Facebook at mm-hmm. Jonathan M. Fields. And that's just J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. The letter mm-hmm. M as in Matthew Fields, F-I-E-L-D-S, and Jonathan Great. Fields. You can find me from there. Be happy to talk, happy to point you in the right direction. We do we do free consultations. I have patients all over the world that mm-hmm. uh, we do telehealth right. with. So right. if anybody has any questions about that, I, I'd be happy to point you in the right direction at the very least. Good, and, and watch out. Watch out for the music. Watch out for the art. And, uh, you know, get a hold of Jonathan. So uh, thank you very much, Jonathan, for... Uh, taking the time i've learned uh, quite a bit here i i think i i think i need to talk to you a little bit more about uh, my own health you know i'd be happy to help keith yeah. thank you so much this has yeah. been a, an honor to be on the show i love everything you're doing i observed you running around wonderland and i said hey th- this guy looks cool let me find out what he's up to uh stalk yeah. your linkedin a little bit yeah. and i saw that we have a lot in common so this has been a great yeah. opportunity and i really appreciate what you're doing and and spreading the the light and, and helping people with all your practices as well. So uh, I'm glad we're able to make this connection and I look forward to possibly doing this uh, again in the future. Good. Hopefully we can change the world. We need it, right? That's it. One person at a time. One person at a time. Thank you for listening to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We have other exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks, so stay tuned. For more mindfulness tips and tricks, visit our website at workmindfulness.com. Thanks again for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience. This is Keith Fiveson.